Bay on Locked On Knicks. I team up with Kane Pittman of the Locked On Bucks podcast to break down how Giannis Antetokounmpo could potentially find his way to the New York Knicks, how his game will age, and who on the Knicks roster the Milwaukee Bucks might covet. That next. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes. Welcome into a Locked On Bucks and Locked On Knicks crossover. This has been highly anticipated and let me also say highly requested, particularly from the Bucks fans, but I do feel like this is a period of time where the Bucks and the Knicks have plenty to talk about. Uh, maybe not for the first time. Yes, we're going to talk about Giannis today. We're also just going to dive into the fact that the Knicks and the Bucks, from a roster perspective, pretty quiet over the summer. Not a whole lot of changes. So where are the Knicks at? Where are the Bucks at? We've got plenty of questions. Uh, my name's Kane Pittman. I'm the host of Locked on Bucks. You can find me on that show Monday to Friday. And alongside me, Gavin Scholl from Locked on Knicks, uh, two of the great podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network. So we're going to dive straight into it. First, we thank everyone for making Locked on Bucks or Locked On Knicks, your first watch or first listen of every day. We appreciate the support. And if you haven't done so yet, uh, drop a like, a comment, subscribe, rate, review, do all those things because it's free to do and uh, it helps the shows continue to grow. And by the way, particularly on YouTube, don't forget to drop in your comments and uh, suggestions for the shows because we're getting close to the regular season, but it's still the off season. And let's face it, it's been a little bit quiet. We need all the help we can get for show topics going through the next few weeks into the preseason and then the regular season. But Gavin, uh, I believe this is the first crossover we've done for a long, long time. And it is interesting times because when we think about the Bucks and the Knicks, there's been a lot of Giannis hype over the years. And I feel like this is the best place to start. We've discussed Giannis a lot on this podcast the last few weeks for obvious I, reasons. I so. yeah. <laughs> How much has Giannis been a topic on Locked On Knicks? Uh, we did we did a full episode on it, and I was, I was waiting to have a chance to talk to you, Kane, uh, to do another one. But yeah, that that's where my head's been at. You know, um, it, it's been about 25 years in, in New York now where we've been talking about trading for a superstar. Obviously, got mellow, signed Amari. Uh, neither one uh, totally got us to the promised land. And now that the Knicks organization is, is in the most stable place it's been for years, tons of young talent out of all the teams to make the second round, the Knicks were clearly the youngest. And, and despite that stability, all the talk is still about a superstar because you do need that guy to push you over the top. And Giannis has done it before and clearly has the potential to do it again. Um, So I, I guess I'd want to start off with just kind of like a, broad perspective on it what does Milwaukee have to get done this year to keep Giannis in, in that podcast interview he made a reference to people in the organization or he, he didn't even say that I'll, just, I'll say the quote directly people aren't as committed as I am to get that golden thing back was that just him kind of pushing his chips in for the Bucks to trade whatever assets they have available to be all in on this season was it a shot at specific players on the team what does he want what do the Bucks think they need to do how is this all going to play out well, it's been a fascinating offseason from the perspective of change for the Milwaukee Bucks because uh, we can talk about the playing roster and Milwaukee had their hands tied a little bit. They weren't able to do a lot. They didn't have a lot of flexibility. And really, the big two targets for the offseason was re-sign Chris Milton, re-sign Brooke Lopez. But the major change they made was bringing in Adrian Griffin, who, if you listen to the reports and you believe some of the talk around the team, 
Giannis was on board with this in terms of bringing in Adrian Griffin as someone that they can hopefully build a, a strong relationship. So they did make a major change. And I think for the Bucks, that was something that they probably needed to do. I was always someone that probably supported Mike Budenholzer more than a section of Bucks fans. I think he's a fantastic coach. But I also think that this is a change that probably had to happen after five years. So as far as this year, the Bucks will enter with, you know, for, for the most part, the same roster. The expectations are still very, very high. They are aging. They need to stay healthy. That is the biggest question mark, particularly with Chris Middleton, who's had some, I think, unlucky injuries over the last few years. So they need to be healthy. But if this Bucks team with Giannis, Holiday, Middleton, Lopez, the role players that they have, I don't think there's anyone that doesn't think this is a top two or three team in the East. At worst, maybe the best team in the Eastern Conference. So they're going to be in a position to win another title. Winning a title would help. But they still have two years with Giannis under contract. So this summer was not really the summer that we expected that things were going to kick off from this perspective. But I personally like the fact that Giannis has put the Bucks under pressure. Now, I don't suspect that these comments were a surprise to Milwaukee. I would imagine that the front office is feeling under pressure and they understand that you need to keep finding out ways to rejuvenate this roster, this aging roster, and keep the Bucks in contention. Otherwise, he's not going to hang around. So I personally just was not that surprised by the comments. It hasn't put me off. or that, that Certainly, if I was, uh, you know, the, the Bucks fans that listen to our show, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. I think it makes sense. Yeah, I, I think my concern, if I was, if this is uh, this is me, uh, like, putting on my Milwaukee Bucks hat here, yeah. right? I want to keep you honest, right? Let's just say they do win a championship here. It doesn't change some of the long-term realities for Milwaukee, right? Um, like, when Giannis's contract is up, I, I think Drew Holiday is going to be 35. Chris Middleton, with, with some knee issues, is going to be 34. Holiday will be in, like, year 17. Middleton, I think, year 13 or 14 at that point. Um, is, is there like a trade, like even let's just say Milwaukee does it and wins another title this year. Does that guarantee Giannis's loyalty going forward? Or, or do you think it's contingent on like, Hey, we need to find a way to get a star who's on my timeline, or maybe even a little bit younger in this building. Who's going to support me the few years after. And, and then maybe even the worst case scenario, like how far does Milwaukee have to get for Giannis to like, say like, all right, this is going the right direction. Like they get to game seven of the conference finals. Is that enough? I know it's an arbitrary marker. Can I know there's no way to really answer that, but I'm kind of curious, like, all right, what, what exactly do we have to do here to ensure this guy's a buck for life? So I'm curious because in a perfect world, Giannis would play for the bucks forever and everyone's happy. But if the bucks win another title this year, I don't know whether it guarantees Giannis staying in Milwaukee long-term but I think it might guarantee the satisfaction of Bucks fans long-term because I think yeah. at the moment, I the way I always look at this, it is impossibly hard to win an NBA title. I don't need to tell Knicks fans that. But the Bucks won that one title, and I didn't think that the Bucks were ever going to win a title as the small market that they are. How was this going to happen? So Giannis has come. He's done that. They've won a title. That's unbelievable. But once you win one, there is an impatience for a second one. There is this feeling that you always want a little bit more. And one title out of five years of really regular season dominance is disappointing. If they were able to make it two, I think Giannis is going to be a legend in Milwaukee forever. But if he got to the point where he's like, well, I've won two titles. The roster has run its course. There's really no assets to make this team better. I think that Giannis is going to be loved in Milwaukee no matter what. But if you win a title, it's hard for me to say, does this mean that he is more likely to stay or it means that he feels more comfortable perhaps moving on if he doesn't see yeah. the future in Milwaukee? I, I think it's impossible to tell.
we, we've seen it with LeBron, right? Like he won, yeah. won the two in Miami and there, there was still vitriol when he left there. He won the yeah. one in Cleveland and it was a little bit different because like it was him making things right. And they were, they were kind of okay yeah. with it when he left. They said, yeah, you know what? You, you did the thing. It's all good. And I, I think there will be some of that either way, but let, let's just say, just, just in, in, indulge me here. Things do go a little bit wrong for Milwaukee like this season. And Giannis goes into next summer and says, Hey, I want to trade. Do you think Milwaukee, maybe to your point, says like, you know what, we've gotten everything we wanted out of this. Like, let, like let's just let's rebuild. Let's get a head start by trading him. Or do they go the other way and say like, hey, we are like odds are like over the next fifty years, we might never have another player like Giannis. Let's go all in on one more year, try to win a title, and if he leaves, he leaves after that season. I might be wrong, but it's hard for me to predict that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be in a position where they're contending to win titles when Giannis isn't on the team. So I understand why a lot of people would disagree with, uh, disagree with me on this uh, point or this take. Yeah. Uh, and I understand that it might not be the best for the business. But unless things, if things are still okay and it's not an impossibly bad situation from a relationship point of view, if it gets to that point, then obviously you need to trade. I can't really envision that with Giannis and the way he feels about the city and the team and his teammates. I don't see it getting to a problematic stage. But for me, keep Giannis on the roster and ride it out. That is what I would do because I just feel like even if he's happy and he's still, maybe he'll leave after this contract. I'm not sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge him for doing that. Yeah. But I would say, look, let's keep Giannis for another season. We're going to give ourselves a better shot to win a title with Giannis than you know, trying to pick up draft picks. The Bucks haven't drafted well in the past. They got Giannis at 15, which is enough to keep you happy for a lifetime. But historically, they haven't really drafted well. I'd be riding it out. But the only way I can see them trading him is if the relationship stuff uh, does get to a bad point. Or maybe it's out of respect for Giannis. If he says, look, I've done a lot for this franchise. Can we do this? And maybe you do that to appease him, which I also would understand. Yeah, I, I look at it more like a Donovan Mitchell situation than a Damian Lillard situation where Donovan Mitchell said, hey, like, I'm not going to throw a fit. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my job. Yeah. But just so you know, I'm heading out when this contract's over if you want to get something for me. And honestly, I think... I, I, you you alluded to it. Like I heard Zach Lowe talk about his podcast the other day. Giannis is doing Milwaukee a service here to some extent. Like there's, yeah. there's no like, ah, I don't know. I love it here. Milwaukee's my home. Milwaukee's always going to be my home. But I like to win. Like he's being like very explicit and very direct and saying like, hey, here's the deal. Like winning's my number one priority. And look, we're, we're, that's going to be tested, right? If winning's really his number one priority, maybe he should be headed to Oklahoma City when this is all <laughs> said and done or somewhere like that. Like we'll, we'll see. Like is, is that market contingent? To that point, like he's he's been in Milwaukee this long because they've built around him and they found ways to win around him. And I just don't see like there are going to be teams that can talk themselves into like even if Giannis is very explicit and says like I want to go Miami, New York, or LA, right? Those are the three teams that are most mentioned for him. Like there could be another team, like it could be Toronto again that could talk themselves into kind of like a Kawhi one-year scenario, except like for Milwaukee, I just don't see the incentive there to accept whatever the modern version is of like a DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, and a pick or two package. Like if I'm Milwaukee and I'm trading him a year early, to your point, it's, it's out of respect for Giannis, and it's because some team is giving me every pick they have, every pick swap they have, and some young assets. And 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 maybe, uh, Kane, we can get into it after the break, whether or not the New York Knicks are equipped to do that for Milwaukee if they decide to go down that road. I think it's a perfect way to, to move on in this conversation because I think for Knicks fans, this is a fascinating position. You've been here before, as you mentioned, not just with Giannis, but with various stars and trying to position yourself. And and maybe I'm a little bit soft when it comes to Giannis. I, I think that he's done more than anyone could have ever expected for this franchise. So to me, I can't find myself in a position where I could get 
mad about any of these comments he's making because the way I look at it, all these media outlets and the national media, they were going to be talking about the Giannis contract regardless of what he said. He's being honest and also he's putting pressure on the organization, which to me is the right thing to do. So uh, I think Giannis so far, I'm fine with the way that he's played it in terms of the Bucks, but I think it's fascinating moving forward. So let's get to the next perspective coming up next after we talk about Jace Medical, our sponsor of today's podcast. And everyone should be uh, empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have the medication in hand. It's very simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught underprepared. Save more than 360 bucks by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional 20 bucks off by using the code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and use the promo code locked on there. All right, let's get to the juicy part of this. Uh, I think for Knicks fans and Bucks fans. So uh, you mentioned the idea of the Knicks always chasing. And and I feel like I'm, I should be careful what I wish for because I, I enjoy watching the Knicks. I love going to games and covering games at Madison Square Garden because the atmosphere is just unbelievable even mm-hmm. when the team has stunk over the years. So the idea of the Knicks being a really good, powerful team is fun. Maybe I'll regret that when they finally do land a superstar <laughs> and they are a powerhouse and you very quickly get sick of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really are... annoying if that happens, Kane. That's exactly know. I'm right. blowing up the locked on DM every single day. So just, <laughs> just be ready for that. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but where are you guys at in terms of the Giannis chase? And I, I've got part uh, eight on our on our graphic here. But where, where are you guys at in the Giannis chase again and trying to position yourself? And how excited are you by the prospect of a 30, 31-year-old Giannis and potentially trading what we would think would be a big package for him. I, I think that's that's what makes this stuff so difficult, right? Because we've we've heard the talk of it's mostly been about Joel Embiid this offseason for the New York mm-hmm. Knicks, right? He he's the guy who like that situ like whatever is wrong in Milwaukee, like that situation seems much more right for imminent detonation than than whatever's going on yes. with the Bucks. Um, and then and, and and we're talking about guys who um, have won MVPs in the last few years are consistently mentioned in the top uh one two three four five players in the nba Giannis more than joel has has proven it on the biggest stage imaginable like he, he, with everything to Jokic that if, if, if you want to make a case for Giannis is the best player in the world like people still have to listen to it it's a guy coming off a 31 12 and 6 season and, and yet like much like with joel Embiid, i don't really have any questions about the knicks acquiring him because he's, he's just so good you have to do it but i do wonder how he's going to age and how he's going to pl- how it would play out, and, and this is kind of why I wanted to throw at you before we talk about package, and, and not that this would affect package, was like like there's just so many teams in the league are going to be all in on him. Milwaukee's going to like when they decide where they want to trade him, they're going to name a price, and the other team, assuming it's a place Giannis wants to resign, they're just going to have to say yes, and and that's going to be how that goes down in all likelihood. But just going through the numbers on Giannis, let, let me let me just take you down this road real quick, both in terms of volume and efficiency, his three point shooting has gone down. Four straight years now. His two-point percentage last season was the worst it's been in five years. His free throw shooting is substantially worse than it was earlier in his career um, back in 2017. I didn't realize it ever got this high. He was 77% on eight attempts per game last year, 64.5% on 12 a game, career high in turnovers last season at just under four a game. 
Fourth straight year playing less than 70 games. Most concerning to me, because I think this is the best indicator of athleticism that we have in terms of just like raw, like basic numbers. Worst block and steal numbers he's had since his rookie year was under one with both of them. And, and I guess what that brings me to is how does his game evolve into his 30s for a guy who doesn't seem like he's ever going to be a shooter, who, who's, who's like obviously is incredible size, incredible strength. That's not going away anytime soon. Incredible determination, grit, basketball IQ. Going to be a freak, I think, as long as he's in the NBA to some extent. But if he's if he's just a little bit less of a freak, Kane, like how does that affect his value? How does that does that take him from top two, three guy in the world to more like top 10, 12 guy in the world? Like, what do you think the long-term trajectory for Giannis is? It's fascinating because when you talk about, as you kind of referenced there, the work ethic and the desire and the yeah. commitment. He's top one in the NBA. The guy yeah. is an absolute machine when it comes to preparing his body. Uh, he is someone that has played through injuries before. He's played through knee soreness for a number of years now. Uh, we know he obviously had a back injury last year in the postseason. He had the wrist injury. And the concern that I've always had for Giannis is just purely for his own welfare. The way that he plays, he's on the he's on the floor multiple times a game. He's flying through the air. And it does just strike you as a game that isn't necessarily going to age well. Now, he has defied all that to this point in time because he is different from a physical standpoint to most, certainly his ability to play through those injuries. The fact that he went through a stage a couple of seasons ago where he was shooting better from mid-range. In fact, the numbers were pretty good. He was around the mid-40s from mid-range a couple of seasons ago. Last year, that dropped off. The one thing I would say with his efficiency last year, and this is something we discussed a lot on the show and I felt pretty strongly about it, some disagreed, was the idea that last year the Bucs to start the season were decimated by injuries. They could not get healthy. Chris Milton was not playing at all. And I just thought that Giannis was asked and expected to take over a a ridiculous load, whether it was the ball handling, whether it was the scoring, whether it was the shooting. And they did not have the floor spacing. They didn't have their secondary perimeter score out on the floor. So I might be found to be wrong. But I am expecting that the efficiency is going to bump up this season. I'm expecting a better year. And the other thing is just the toll on this Milwaukee Bucks team after years of making deep playoff runs, the NBA finals, shortened NBA seasons into the Olympic Games, into World Cups that Giannis has been evolved with over the offseason. I think that he's in a better position. I think he's finally had a chance to rest his body. So long term, can I see Giannis playing this exact way at 34 and 35 if he doesn't have a reliable mid-range jump shot, I think the three-point shot we've discussed a lot, but it's probably at this point in time, is he going to get to mid-30s? I don't think so. So that that will be the question moving forward, which is why I think for Bucks fans, just purely if you talk about prime Giannis, the last contract was the one where you were terrified about losing this guy. He's been able to come in, win two MVPs, win a title. The next contract you're talking from age 32 to 36, 37, it's, it is a major unknown. And maybe the knees and the soreness that he's had and now an operation this offseason are the biggest question mark. So I think you're exactly right. If you're the Knicks, you're going to take him and you're going to believe that the willpower, the physical stuff that he's able to do will carry him through. But you'd be lying if you said it's not a question mark yeah. with, the, with the style and the way that he plays the game. Because I think, I think he's significantly, and I, I hesitate to make this comparison, but you talk about guys that... They've done stuff on their athleticism. Giannis, infinitely better player, in my opinion, than Russell Westbrook. But yeah. it's challenging physically, that game, how it ages moving forward. Yeah, that's always always been my fear with him. And and look, you you the Knicks have experienced that, right? With the Mari Stoudemire, a game who a guy who was sure, who was super yeah. skilled, 
super hard worker. And, and to be clear, like as much as Giannis has had some injury issues over the last few years, nothing compared to Stat, who's fresh off yeah. and missing a year, had to go through microfracture surgery, which I don't even think is a thing anymore and isn't, isn't really used all that often anymore. So that's it's a different story. It was whatever, 12 years ago at this point. Um, but there there has to be some lingering concern for that, especially when like Milwaukee, like even with a year on that deal, just to be first in line to like say, like, we're going to give you like the full show. Here's what it's going to be. And like, well, we hope you sign a contract extension with us. Like, I think it's going to be almost everything the Knicks have in terms of picks. And, and I guess I wanted to get your read on like, again, in a world where Milwaukee says, you know what? like out of respect for Giannis and and out of respect for what it could do to our franchise compared to losing him for nothing. Like we are going to trade him a year early. Like, where do you think the Knicks compare in terms of appeal um, in terms of package they can offer? They have all their own picks. They have all the pick swaps they have. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how this would work next off season, because it's going to be the pick from that off season. So maybe it would just be the Knicks making a pick from Milwaukee at that point, but they have the Dallas first, as long as it translates next year, they have the wizards first, which is, uh, like the best case scenario on that is that it's eventually something like the eighth or ninth pick in the draft. Same with the Pistons pick in that same general area. And then they have a bunch of young guys kind of top out is probably really good. None of them necessarily project as all-star type prospects. Quentin Grimes, someone who the Knicks would love, love, love to keep around Giannis. I think they signed Dante DiVincenzo partially as insurance against the idea that they might not be able to in whatever star trade. They eventually make Emmanuel quickly. Another guy who I think would actually have a much brighter future in New York because you could play him more minutes at the two if you're playing Giannis at the four, given the offsetting sizes there. Um, he's incredible, just always going to be blocked by Jalen Brunson. I know he's, uh, we can talk about this in a sec, Kane, like a long been uh, an apple of Bucks fans' eyes. Uh, RJ Barrett, I think one way or another, would have to be out of town with Giannis, just the, the, the lack of shooting on the wings between the two of them wouldn't make a lot of sense. And then Julius Randle, who under a different coach, you could certainly talk yourself into him and Giannis um, playing together, especially like, and I'm, I'm curious to get your take on this. I think Giannis is probably going to end up playing more and more center as he ages mm. and a, as time goes along. Um, for Tom Thibodeau, that's probably a no-go because he he wants a Mitchell Robinson type <laughs> pure rim protector at the center spot um, from now until the end of time. Um, so he's someone who would have to go either in that trade, likely, or another trade, or maybe, maybe the Knicks think they could play them together. That would be pretty interesting. I, I would be fascinated to see how that goes. But it's it's an interesting cadre of pieces there for Milwaukee between all those picks and then all those young players to prime-ish guys like Randall that they could pick from. And this is the challenging aspect if you're the Milwaukee Bucks and you're yeah. trying to say, okay, if it got to that point where you say, okay, we could trade Giannis, you're looking at a package and honestly, you've mentioned some nice players, but I don't think – there's no one really there that you're getting overly excited about. And yeah. – the one guy on the Knicks that the Bucks have actually had interest in, and it's not in a Giannis trade, but it's been to bring alongside Giannis, has been quickly, who yeah. last year they were interested in. I think the other question with the draft picks that if you've got draft picks coming back, and this is always a question with superstar trades, what picks are the Knicks going to give you? And are the Knicks going to be a really damn good team? Well, well here's, here's up- the one thing I completely forgot to mention, Kane. The Knicks yes. do have the rights to the Bucks 2025 draft pick yes. as long as it's six through 30, which would be presumably very appealing for Milwaukee to get back <laughs> if they're going to be bad. That's right. Yes. Give us our own pick back. That would be lovely. And, and, and this is the, the fascinating position Milwaukee find themselves in with the 2029 first round pick that they have now that they could potentially trade. Is that now looking more appealing in, in improving the Milwaukee Bucks roster now? Because maybe teams think, hey, Giannis is leaving. The Bucs aren't going to be good in 2029. So this is the game that the Bucs will have to play. I guess the question I would have for you is, in a timing for a trade, 
when would you see that this would... I mean, I don't see in any way... In I don't, There is just no way I see anything happening in this season. No. Maybe next off season, but I still don't even buy that. I think you're looking beyond that. What, when are you looking at, and when you're discussing on your show, when are you looking at a timing of a potential Giannis trade? I, I think next off season, which, which I, again, could be dead wrong. But yeah. I really, I think it would take Milwaukee losing in either the first or second round again for Giannis to get to a point where he's like, guys, this isn't it. I, I really don't want to do this again. I'm not, I'm not going to throw a fit, but like, if you want to trade me, now's the time because I'm not, I'm not coming back at this point. Like I just don't see it with this group or, or I think like it was a classic. And to your point, that's obviously what Giannis is doing here is a classic LeBron thing to be like, Hey, like if we don't trade that first round pick, I might be out of town. Yeah. Like if Milwaukee doesn't find some way to meaningfully upgrade at the trade deadline this year. Like I could see that spurring Giannis next off season. Like again, if they don't, if they don't make an all in move and Milwaukee disappoints in the playoffs, I think that combination could be fatal for him wanting to stay in Milwaukee. So in, in my mind, that's when the Knicks would be all in on that type of move. Could it be like an early 2024, 25 move if Milwaukee just isn't on the right track? Maybe, but you generally like, you, I, I guess Kevin Durant trade aside, you, you usually think of those monumental deals happening more so in the offseason. I think that's right, um, particularly because I, I think the Bucks expect, as they should, that they could potentially win a title uh, this season as well. So the timing of this is going to be uh, interesting. And again, it's still hard for me to, to picture a trade. I don't really see it happening and I don't see Giannis being the type of guy that the relationship is going to deteriorate to that manner. I don't particularly see that with him he is a little bit different to some of the superstars we've seen in this position uh before we can continue the conversation though uh because i think there's still more to get to with the knicks uh and the bucks particularly this season because i think the eastern conference is wide open and i'm fascinated to know uh how you see the landscape uh first maybe we should talk about our friends over at bird dogs Oh man, these I can't. I got to tell you, these things have absolutely <laughs> changed my life. I, I think in a, in almost a year and a half of dating, I, I'd maybe been complimented on my clothes like twice by my girlfriend oh, every, every time I throw the bird dogs on. Awesome. I, I'm, I'm getting a compliment, and and incredibly, incredibly, they are except on top of making you look great, they are exceptionally comfortable. These bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg and give you a truly sculpted look, but. They also fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restrictive cotton because Bird Dog has fixed that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Um, my, my co-host Alex always talks about this. It, it's great if you're going to like a, like a barbecue, right? And you, you don't want to look like a slob. You don't want to, which, which would be my inclination. I, I, I want to wear basketball shorts every second of my life. But now you can get there. You can look good. You want to shoot around a little bit. You want to play some volleyball. You still have the flexibility to do just that. I will never, ever take off the pants they've given me either. They're incredibly comfortable. They are functional for just about any occasion you can work for, whether it's a date, whether you're golfing, whether you're uh, working out, whether you're lounging, whether you're going to work, that's what makes them great. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on XXX or enter promo code locked on XXX at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on XXX for a free water bottle checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. All right, so as we keep uh, rolling here, and we should say, I haven't prompted this yet, but whether it's on the Locked On Knicks feed or Locked On Bucks feed, uh, make sure you jump in and give us your thoughts. If you're a Knicks fan and you're starting to get really excited about the prospects of Giannis in New York, or you're a Bucks fan and you just like stop talking about this, you're really starting <laughs> to annoy me, uh, let us know where you sit. 
We also yeah. know, and this is the case, there are some passionate Giannis fans that want to see the best for him, and there's certainly some that uh, want to see him move on. I would say, and I, again, look, I've said this, I think the Knicks, to this point, a pretty highly offensive, uh, unoffensive uh, franchise, I should say. I think if Bucks fans had the choice between, you know, uh, Miami or, <laughs> or Knicks, I think maybe the Knicks would be the preferred destination. I might be wrong. Well, well, Lesser of two evils, Kane. <laughs> hey, hey, that's exactly the way you got to look at it. Yeah. Where are the Knicks at this year, though? Uh, you, you mentioned the roster and Dante DiVincenzo, certainly from my perspective, a player that I'm always going to want to see play well. And he did some nice things in Golden State last year. And it was nice to see him back with Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart. And it looks like a fun uh, reunion in New York. But where do you see this team? Because the way I look at it, and I'm not sure how you see it, but I've got the Bucks and the Celtics pretty clearly at the top of the East. Miami is obviously a wild card right now for obvious reasons. Philadelphia is just, I don't know what could happen there. Anything could happen. And then I see a mix of teams. Where have you got the Knicks? I, man, it, it's a range. I could, I could see them being anywhere from two to seven. I, I think Milwaukee has, has kind of been the team that I've penciled at number one, um, just the very similar to the Knicks. And, and you said it at the top of the show, the continuity they have coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis in the regular season, just and the end of the playoffs for that matter, just an overwhelming player I, I have a feeling they're going to get a healthier year out of Chris Middleton because it's going to be hard for him to have a less healthy year I I, I still I think Drew Holiday is, is basically immortal I I don't really see him ever aging or ever getting any worse and I I think they're going to be really 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 good this year and as we talked about like they could very easily make a trade midseason that that elevates them and makes them even better and they figure out that fifth spot that's given them some trouble so I, I certainly have Milwaukee penciled at one um the reason I go as high as two is I think there's some real uncertainty about Boston. I think trading Marcus Smart for Kristaps Porzingis probably uh, raises their ceiling and lowers their floor. Like obviously already injury issues there. I think their offense could just be spectacular. Porzingis kind of quietly had one of the best defensive seasons of his career. It was one of the best post-up bigs in the NBA. It was one of the best catch and go bigs in the NBA. Shot really well from three. Like he he was my, my uh, hatred of him aside or or, or foe (laughs) at times on the, you got it. You got to keep up appearances on locked on Knicks. Um, he was he was awesome last year. So they could they could be really great with him, or they could struggle a bit during the regular season because the depth just isn't there in the same way. And I say all that to say, like I think it's really the Knicks and the Cavs that are, are almost sure things to be good. And we we did a whole pot on it this week, but I was really surprised that Vegas has the Knicks over under at just 44 and a half. Because the Knicks, as I noted earlier, like the average age of a team that made the second round of the playoffs was 25 years old. There's a good chance Emmanuel quickly is a substantially better player after after he put up basically all-star numbers in every game he started last year. I think Quentin Grimes is the Nick you're, you're looking for most to make a leap and, and hopefully become Desmond Bain light. And I think he is that type of talent and potential. I think Jalen Brunson can even make another leap forward, getting to play in more lineups with extra spacing after the acquisition of Dante DiVincenzo. And, and this is a team that just thrived after getting Josh Hart last year, played at a 57 win pace after the all-star break, obviously dismantled, the Cavs in the first round played the Heat pretty close despite their second and third best players either being out or playing injured. Like, I don't really have any reason to think the Knicks are going to be worse outside of just the history of the Knicks organization and the fact that every other year Julius Randle seems to suck. But I'm pretty confident that they are going to win 50 games this year, and I think be a top four seed. 47 wins last year, unless yeah. I'm mistaken there. So 47 wins last year. And the win total of 44 and a half is pretty bizarre. I don't see the Knicks getting worse this year, particularly in an Eastern Conference, that I don't think there's all of a sudden become these powerhouses coming in. So I'd agree yeah. with you there. Uh, last one I've got for you, because we are pushing time here. Emmanuel, quickly, uh, it would be wrong of me not to ask. 
what would yeah. it take? And where is he on the untouchable scale with New York Knicks fans? Or what's your sense being around the team? Sure. So uh, two two different scales there. The the Gavin Shaw scale. Uh, don't don't even think about it. The New <laughs> yeah, York Knicks gotcha. scale. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk. I think is where they're at. Like it, it's been kind awesome. of the one lingering question all offseason. Still does not have a contract extension that many were hoping he would eventually get. And I, I think those conversations were muddled a little bit by what was a very subpar playoffs by his standards. Um, and the standards he established during the regular season. And then the fact that he got hurt and didn't really have a chance to turn it around in that Miami heat series. I, I think if things had continued how they were looking, he might've gotten something in the neighborhood of four years, 110 million. And I think now the Knicks are probably rightfully coming back from saying like, Hey, you were awesome, but it, it's kind of a small sample size here of you being this good. He's never going to be the starting point guard in New York because Jalen Brunson's there. Even though the lineups with him and Brunson have blown teams out of the water, they've been about plus 20 per 100 possessions, like like some of the best lineups in all of basketball with the two of them playing together. I just don't think the uh, Knicks organization and Tom Thibodeau, that in particular, kind of fetishizes having size at every position, like really has the appetite to play the two of them together long term, which I think complicates stuff because quickly I, I noted it, but I, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but put up something like 24 points, six assists, five rebounds on like 48, 37, like 88 shooting as a starter. Like he has every right to say like, Hey, like, I think I should be a starter. And, and I want my, the next contract, I get it 28, 29 years old to be in the neighborhood of, I don't know, like $40 million a year, which sounds crazy. But if he put those numbers up full time on that efficiency while being one of the best defensive guards in basketball, like he he would have a case for it. So I could see a situation where he's asking to go to an organization where he'll have a bigger role and Milwaukee would be perfect for that. Could start next to Drew Holiday for a year or two and eventually take over that spot and be maybe the second um, banana to Giannis. I think that might be overtaxing him a little bit, but if you're looking mm. at a team of championship aspirations, like if he's your third guy, I, I, I see that as a very reasonable ceiling for him. I think it's hard to overrate what he does defensively for teams like the Knicks were just infinitely better with him on that end of the floor. He's, he's, he's just a brilliant player defensively, little streaky at times as a shooter, but he, he is awesome uh, near and dear to my heart and Milwaukee would be very lucky to have. Him. Oh, it's very fascinating because this is the question the Bucks will have with this uh, yeah. again, uh, 2029 first that I already mentioned. If you are trading for a guy that is going to have yeah. to get paid, it complicates things uh, a little right. bit, but certainly for the Bucks and an aging team, young guard, yeah. It's an exciting prospect. I, I think the only issue there is, is to that point, like I, it would, it's hard for me to see the Knicks making a move that makes them worse in the present. They would only yes. do it if there was no hope or, or little hope of quickly coming back. They see long-term that he just has no desire to be the best six man in the NBA and would rather like take a shot at being like, I don't know, the 12th or 13th best starting point guard in the league, which, which money-wise would make a lot of sense. And I think the other way the Knicks could talk themselves into it is, um, it would be, again, weird to do it with Milwaukee because that would be one of the stars they want to go after. But they, if they think in a star trade that 2029 bucks pick is a better asset than Emmanuel quickly and they would want to turn it around quickly or, or maybe, no pun intended, or, and make it a three-team <laughs> deal or, or, or shortly trade that pick, I think that's where the Knicks could talk themselves into it. But I'd be surprised if they did it this year because they're just such a better team when Quickly's on the court. And even with adding DiVincenzo, which, as I noted earlier, maybe a little insurance against that idea, like there, there's no way they're a better team losing Emmanuel Quickly for a draft pick. Mm, it's going to be interesting. And I think it's going to be fascinating to see where the Knicks land uh, this season as well and whether either team uh, looks to make some moves. Uh, the Bucs, uh, obviously, are going to be in the news throughout the season, I would say. Uh, let us know what you thought. 
about today's podcast in the comments for both shows. Make sure you check out Locked On Bucks and Locked On Knicks. Subscribe, rate, review, do all those things. Uh, and you know, Gavin, hopefully we didn't annoy too many people today talking about Giannis. It's a, it's a dangerous topic to discuss. You know what? If we've if we've each annoyed a few of our own fans, I think I think we're doing it just right, Kane. <laughs> that might be the case. All right, Locked On Bucks and Locked On Knicks will continue tomorrow, and we're. Uh, building up to the preseason, which is only about a week or so away, which is, uh, let's be honest, we're thankful here doing daily podcasts at Locked On that we're going to have some games to talk about. So we're going to look forward to that. As I said, make sure you continue to support the shows for Gavin and myself. I'll speak to you guys tomorrow.